0: welcome to all turns and no breaks this isn't an ordinary show this is nascar talk
1: for fans by fans hey nascar fans welcome back to another episode of all turns no breaks with myself cam and front row kenny what's going on guys i miss you guys
2: oh my goodness what it do renee what it do kenny oh it you know i missed you renee <laughs>
1: man i feel like i haven't talked to you guys in so long since it's only been a it, week it feel like
0: it it's feel like it's been way longer but what's up man
1: yeah, man, I'm having a good time. i just been busy, uh, the last several weeks, as, uh, Tam has probably mentioned to all our listeners. I've just been, uh, out and about on the road working and just doing so many wonderful things, positive things. Uh, so I, I can't complain. And this week I am in Vegas. I have two more shows tonight, but I'm having a, I'm having a lot of fun, you guys, and I can't wait to get back home tomorrow.
2: Renee, you are with us in spirit. If nothing else, you were with us in video because I think I've watched your video, your Halloween video you dressed up as Freddie Mercury, maybe a hundred times. And I shared it a hundred times and I laughed a hundred (laughs) times.
0: You nailed that. I swear you nailed it. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I'll give you a quick story uh, just about the backstory on that costume. And this was probably a little over a month out before Halloween. And me and some friends were talking about going to a Halloween party. And I was like, everybody's, talking about going and buying this and buying that. And I'm going, man, I don't have enough money to buy anything like that. And, I'm, and I was trying to figure out what the heck I was going to wear. And I was sitting at home and I was watching TV and a quick commercial came on about the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. And I'm sitting there watching uh, the, the commercial and I said, wait a minute, I have a wife beater. I have a pair of jeans and some Adidas. I was like, I'm just going to grow my mustache out for a month and I'll be Freddie Mercury. Little did I know, and I tweeted this I, I little did I know that such a small idea and a cheap idea for a costume that I you know obviously i could I put together that didn't cost me anything was such a huge hit, and it was amazing. It was just literally amazing.
2: Well, you nailed it. <laughs> I have a quick question for you, so yeah. Renee just told you all, and I think I believe last week I told you that Renee was in Las Vegas working, and for our new listeners or just a reminder to our regular listeners, you do know Renee is a working comedian, and he is actually playing a club in a Las Vegas casino because he's a big deal because he's Renee Garcia. But right. with that being said, <laughs> Renee, have you been partying since you've been in Las Vegas?
1: I will say that out of the entire week I've been here, I have only gone out three days out of the entire week that I've been here. And that is insane to say that because normally I would tell you guys I've been out almost every night and that's not been the case. I've been catching up on some sleep and some rest. And uh, now within the last three days, yes, I've been been stepping out on the town. And last night was probably the biggest night of my night, but uh, I'm feeling pretty good today. So I can't
2: complain. I know you guys are like, wait, where's the NASCAR talk? We're going to jump into some NASCAR talk. We just have not. Been on the podcast together in a week and it feels like a month. So we have to catch up with Renee. And if you listen to the podcast, you already know how Renee does it every week. So we have to catch up and get into what he's been doing. And I must say, how about those Cowboys?
1: Yeah, they're looking pretty good. So they play Monday night against the uh, New York Giants. And all I want to see is Dak Prescott just kind of have uh, a really good game. And I don't know if this guy is deserving of all the money that he's asking for, but he needs to start playing on a consistent basis like he deserves that money that he's asking for, if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah. The Lakers are looking good. Yeah.
1: They look good, don't they? They I
2: mean, all you haters. The haters (laughs) are like, wait. (laughs) Let me get some more hate juice because I can't believe what's going on. But Kenny Tam, is it more Laker hater or is it still
1: that LeBron hater kind of mode though? You know, because that's a difference.
2: And that's a good question. I guess it's no different than Jimmy Johnson. Well, do Jimmy Johnson have haters?
0: I don't think as bad as LeBron, honestly. I just think anywhere he goes, he could go to to the Wizards for whatever, (laughs) whatever reason and they would hate him still. It doesn't even matter.
2: Yeah. Well, what made me bring it up is that Jimmy at Texas Motor Speedway, he actually led a few laps and then it happened. What always happens, or at least what's happened this season, something went wrong. He actually, I don't know if you caught this on Twitter, but he posted a meme of a black cloud. And that pretty much sums up, I think he said something to the effect of the caption was like, go away or something. And that kind of just sums up his fortune. Like, He's just not had a great season. Like, this season could not end fast enough for Jimmy.
1: I'm going to have to agree with you, Tam, on that. And, Kenny, I would imagine that you would, too, because it just seems like from the moment, even from starting from last year, there has just seemed to be a... um a gray cloud, and it's just gotten darker and darker and darker, and storms, are and he just can't get out of that storm, Kenny. Um, I'm not sure what it is, but and I know we've talked about it on, on a previous podcast before, all three of us, but uh, I agree with you, Tam. I think he cannot wait for this season to end.
2: Yes, indeed. Renee, did you place any bets while you were in Vegas? Have you bet on any NASCAR races or any football games? You know, I actually thought of of, of uh, placing a bet
1: uh, on uh, the races coming up uh, this weekend, but I, I haven't. But I still have time. I'm here for one more night, so, uh, you know, anything can happen.
2: <laughs> hmm. I'm like, should I have you place a bet for me?
1: <laughs> Kenny? I might
0: have, you know what? I might have to do that, actually, because I got, I got a few ideas in mind for next week.
2: Okay, Renee, we know you have to run, but I was like, we cannot do another podcast. Not that we've only ever done one podcast without you in four seasons, maybe two. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. But it just didn't feel right. So Renee actually has to go because he hits the stage in probably about a half an hour. Uh, about 45 minutes. Okay, well, I still want you to be right for the audience. So Oh, yeah do what you do not break a leg cuz i don't think people say that anymore but you know go <laughs> meditate i think that's more people now are like hmm they're going <laughs> to meditate before the show i don't know what the new age stuff is right? but whatever it is we're going to let you go but before we say bye bye can you tell us who you're thinking about for phoenix who will win we know at this point that we have Martin Truex Jr. is in, and who else is in? Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick, and who's the third person that secured their fate?
0: Well, it's if it ended today, it's Truex, Harvick, Bush, and Logano. Logano.
2: Yeah. Okay, but uh, so far only Harvick and Truex are guaranteed in.
1: Right. That is correct.
2: Whoever wins next week, if the winner is in the playoffs, will be moving on, and then the fourth person would be based on points. So with that being said, Renee, who you got for Phoenix? Who do you think will win the race at Phoenix? I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, well,
1: this weekend, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know what it is about Logano. This guy is just hanging around, and he just, for the last two seasons, he's just been hanging around, hanging around.
2: Well, he is the returning champ, so...
1: Yeah, you're right. And he is the returning champ. I'm actually going to go ahead and go with uh, the 22. I'm going to go with Logano. I'm going to say Logano pulls out a win this weekend. I really want my boy Denny Hamlin to make it. So I'm going to go with Denny as my alternative pick. And I kind of hate doing that, you guys, because I know I've I've stuck with Denny Hamlin almost the entire year. But he just seems like he's been having a a rough couple of weeks. And I just don't know if he's going to have what it takes to actually, you know, because he's fighting for his life, just like some of the other uh, drivers. But I'm going to go with Logano as uh, my winner this weekend in Phoenix. And uh, my alternative pick, I'm going to stick with my boy, Denny Hamlin. I'm going to give him the alternative pick, though. And uh, those are my picks, guys, and uh, I'm
2: going to stick with them. Okay, those are Renee's picks. And I won't say that Denny has had a rough couple of weeks, but I will say it's been a rough couple of weeks because he should have roughed up Joey Logano, but we're not going to beat that in the head. That (laughs) That was last week. This week, he didn't do very well this week either. I'm going to break down the top 10 in a bit. But on that note, Renee, we're going to see you next week. Yes. Because next week is going to be on After Phoenix. And we're going to talk about our championship four and get ready for miami yeah so renee go out and kill it today and tell some funny jokes and we will see you on the podcast next week or we'll listen to you on the podcast next week
0: make them laugh man
1: yeah man thank you guys and i can't wait to uh come back and uh, do an entire podcast together and uh, for all our listeners once again thank you guys for uh, tuning in supporting us and uh, we really 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 certainly do appreciate your love and support on all turns no breaks tam kenny I love you guys, and I'll see you guys next week. Love you, too.
2: Bye.
0: All right. See you, Renee.
2: Oh, it was great having Renee on the podcast. I just hate that he was not able to stay for the entire time. But any time with Renee is always a great time. Oh, that sounded funny. But yeah, you guys get it. Okay, let's break down what happened at Texas. Kenny, you ready to talk some NASCAR?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
2: I'm not going to read you guys the top 10 because it doesn't matter. What does matter is what's going on with the eight drivers that are still remaining in the playoffs. And I am going to give you guys a quick recap of how it went down for all eight of those drivers. Harvard came in number one. He won the damn thing at Texas. He won it Texas style. Joey Logano came in fourth. Martin Truex Jr. Sixth. Kyle Busch, 7th. Ryan Blaney, 8th. Kyle Larson, 12th. Wasn't a great day for Denny. Denny came in 28th. And Chase is just, if he doesn't win at Phoenix, it's definitely over for him. And he came in 32nd. It was actually crazy because he hit the wall. And I was like, dude, he hit the wall. It was like, it was nine laps. In fact, it was nine laps because I was like, oh, the number nine hit the wall on the number nine lap. Get it?
0: Good. You know what? That's crazy. I I didn't even think about that. That's the crazy part, but rough day for him. Um, Yeah. That traction compound was pretty crazy for everybody is what it seemed like, especially in that first stage.
2: Yes. I mean, here's the thing though. When when they did the aerial shot, you can see all the I don't want to say blackness, but it was just black in all the turns and I thought that was just a little bit odd, just at first sight. I mean, I obviously I get the traction compound and why it's laid down, but it just seemed weird when you looked at it from the aerial
0: view. Yeah.
2: And then it made you wonder like, okay... If you guys know that the traction compound is up high into the turns, why would you run up high when you're into the turns?
0: Well, the, I think the biggest issue, even on Saturday night for Xfinity, was there wasn't enough people up there to get it activated. Because what drivers have said, exactly. It, it takes a so a little bit of time, right? Yeah.
2: Why would you run high into the turns on lap nine?
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And I think as well as what it seemed like on Saturday night, even though it was much cooler, that people would just get the the right side tires just right there on that edge. And that's really all it takes. And once you get just enough wiggle, you pretty much can't recover it at that speed. And that's just you know all she wrote. Quite a few drivers had that issue today.
2: I have a confession. I was having a hard time staying up. I won't say it was a snooze fest, but I was having a snooze fest. Okay, first of all, I was channel surfing because shout out to my boy Lewis Hamilton for his sixth Formula One championship. It was actually pretty crazy, sad, exciting and every other word you can think about. The fact that we had a Formula One race and a NASCAR race all at the same time in the great state of Texas. Well, I live in LA, but I guess some people consider it a great state. (laughs) I thought that was interesting. What I was a little upset, I was like, did they need to run the races at the same time? Because I found myself surfing the channels at the beginning. And then I thought to myself, why wasn't I in Texas? Ironically, I did go to Texas this year, I think, for a race. And I went to Austin last year, a year before last for the Formula One race. But I would have loved to been in Texas for both races. But it would have been impossible to do a double because they were at the same time, which made absolutely no sense. But saying that to say, again, shout out to Lewis Hamilton for his sixth championship. Sadly, Nicky Lauder wasn't alive to see it, but it would have been great if he would have been. And what was my point? That was a hashtag Tim's rant. I think I did all my hashtag Tim's rant last week but it's spilling over to this week. Oh, I was talking about it being a snooze fest and, and the NASCAR race that is. So after I got done flipping the channels back and forth, I don't know what happened. It I just could not get into the race. Like I, at one point, I remember perking up like, oh, it's going down. But then I quickly was like, "Uh, just close your eyes for two minutes. It'll be okay. <laughs> So maybe it was just me who was tired or maybe it was a snooze fest. I'm not sure. Kenny, what do you think? Did you really enjoy the race like that? I
0: thought it was OK. But first off, um, just want to go ahead and piggyback off what you said about Lewis. I think that's super cool that he's got his sixth championship. I have been there since 2007 as a fan, so I'm pretty happy about it. I know. um. If you guys obviously know, on this podcast, we are minority hosts, and I will say off the jump-
2: well, I don't consider myself a minority.
0: Sure. You you know what I mean. Well, because
2: really, technically, I don't know. We're people of color. We are. Yeah. I don't even know right. if that's the correct term. I'm not really politically correct <laughs> when it comes to any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a human cool, being, though. so how about that? Right. Okay. Nah, go ahead. Sure. Sorry.
0: <laughs> nah, for sure. I, I just think it was pretty cool. Um, especially growing up, uh, asking my dad about, you know, where are the black drivers at? So it was kind of interesting to see that actually happen. And just the fact that he's won six of them is pretty damn amazing to me. I think that's pretty groundbreaking and something I'm glad I've been able to see um growing up. But as for the other Texas race, I didn't think it was the best thing in the world. I thought the spring race was much better to me. And quality wise, because that first stage, we had six cautions, not including the stage caution, which would have made it seven, but it was just a wreck fest. It just seems like nobody couldn't, it, and not that it tore up a bunch of cars. It just seemed that once you got up the groove just enough, either you were going to slide straight up, or if you got side to side with some side by side with somebody, there would be a big time issue and one person would get loose. Or if you lift, you're done for. And a, quite a few people met that wall this weekend. So. Had it been a great Texas show like I was expecting, I thought this is the one place on the schedule where the package really thrived. But I guess this weekend, it just really didn't do as much. And I don't really think the traction compound really helped or made a difference in terms of the quality-wise, racing-wise. But the wrecks, they, it helped with that.
2: <laughs> well, it goes back to that argument about the package on mile-and-a-half track.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that, the again... I'll say this. I think overall, besides a few places, I think the mile and a half package has been figured out. They've got that down packed. I just think it, the only place it really needs to be tweaked is just the short tracks and road courses. That's it. We just got to go back to the small blades and big motors. That's it. It's really just that simple.
2: Well, Kenny, I thought personally it was a snooze fest, but because I was snoozing, I'm not the best person to ask, answer that question because- Maybe I missed something in between the 20 naps that I took, but we did post the question on the Twitter. We simply asked, stage two is complete. How are you enjoying the race at Texas so far? Thoughts? Hashtag NASCAR playoffs. Hashtag AAA Texas 500. 50% said that it could be a better race. 25% said it's a good race or it's a great race. and then. The other 25% said, ask me after the race. It was pretty even. 50% said that it was or that it could be better. I am not the best person to ask because like I said, I was snoozing. When I say snoozing, I was snoozing big time.
0: (laughs) I I get it. I do. It It was an okay race. And what happened was what I was expecting. I remember I was talking to Kobe about this midway through the race, and I told him one guy is going to get ahead, get some clean air. Whoever has the best car for the evening was going to be fine. and That proved to be between Kevin Harvick and Eric Amarola, but Kevin Harvick had just a little bit more, and he got past him. He led 119 laps, so it was a great day for him.
2: One person we can count on getting into the wall or having an accident was ricky stenhouse jr
0: <laughs> that was a rough wreck but with him and brad they i, yeah, had I mean i'm not making comments. light of
2: the fact that it was a hard hit but it's just <laughs> the fact that jesus can you not can you go one race i feel like danica left and they broke up and he just took on danica's persona ouch that wasn't even right to say but i said it okay you know what I thought was cool? What's that? The Numa Checks, the father and son duo, they raced and that was actually the first time.
0: Oh yeah, Joe and John Hunter. Yeah, yes. first time. Yep. Yeah.
2: And what's actually cool is next week at Phoenix, they're going to race all three races together. So they're going to do Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup.
0: Man, that's pretty neat. Actually, the Numa Checks, matter of fact, that's where I got my name on Twitter. The front row thing comes from. His dad, who used to be called Front Row Joe, that is initially where that came from,
2: and that, that is still his Twitter. The Twitter <laughs> account username is Front Row Joe eighty seven.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. And the thing is, I wasn't even thinking of it that hard at the time, but it kind of hit me after about maybe a few months or so. I'm like, I'm like, wait, I'm like that's what they used to call Joe because He used to be like Ryan Newman when it came to qualifying. He was always on the front row. It's crazy.
2: Well, Front Row Joe, and where did they finish? Let me pull up that information just out of curiosity, see where the Nima checks finished. I'm just going to scroll down a little bit. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to make that joke. So Joe finished 29th, and... John finished 21st. That's
0: good on him. That's his first time in cup. So he was uh, very off, well off the pace um, in early qualifying sessions on Friday. So I guess he really made it work and made it figure it out. So uh, 21st place finished in the first time in cup. Ain't too bad.
2: He beat Parker Kellerman, who runs every week. Yes. He beat Bubba Wallace and a whole host of other people. He actually beat Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott and Jimmy Johnson, Mr. Seven Time, and Brad Kozlowski, and, of course, Ricky Stenhouse, who came in 40 (laughs) Yeah, he
0: had a solid day. So
2: not bad.
0: Kudos to him.
2: Okay, what else is going on in NASCAR? I feel like, should we just skip to predictions? Well, That would just be bad, huh?
0: Yeah, it could be. I guess the only other thing that I noticed people were debating quite a bit is two things. Well, one, what we kind of talked about briefly was, the fact that we had an F1 race and we had a NASCAR race on the same day in the same state, and it kind of divided everything up, which is understandable in that situation. Like you, if you think about it, we go to Texas twice a year, right? We run the season 38 weeks year long and we see Texas twice. They don't see F1 more than one, one time in Austin. So that crowd drew, you know, pretty well because it's not common that we, obviously get Formula One here anymore. We only have Austin. We don't have Indianapolis anymore like we used to have a long time ago, but we were stuck in that. So it kind of sucks to have that thing, have those things happen, especially because when you think about motorsports now, at this time, you have to realize how small it is in its own way. I'm not saying that it's not on a global scale, but it's much, much smaller than what it used to be. So I think we got to kind of remember that As a whole, motorsports is a niche. And I think more and more of these times as we move along in the future, we need to learn to work together because if not, it's going to do more harm than it is, you know, effectiveness than than having them split up. I think obviously they make their schedule when they make their schedule. NASCAR does the same thing. I think some of those things do need to be considered like moving forward so we can help each other out instead of, you know, being one sided here, one side there. That's, you know, that's just my kind of kind of my spill on that.
2: I agree with you, Kenny, and that's what I just said earlier. Like, It made absolutely no sense for both of those races to be going on at the same time. Now, granted, somebody could have left Austin and Heist, tailed it to Dallas to catch the end of the NASCAR race, but they should not have run at the same time. I get it. Formula One has more of a European feel, so they had to run the race a little bit earlier. So it's not too late for the main fan base, which is in other countries. But then I thought to myself, well, shoot, for us Formula One fans that are in the United States, we have to get up at one o'clock in the morning to watch the race. So why couldn't they just stay up later? I thought that it was counterproductive to have both races at the same time. But then, too, that goes back to the argument about whether or not NASCAR should end the season a little bit earlier because it blends into football. I am curious to know the ratings for the race because you not only had NASCAR... First of all, the stands were empty. I don't even want to go there, but did you notice the stands were a little bit empty at Texas?
0: Unfortunately, yes.
2: Okay, my argument is that You had both of those races at the same time. So you had motorsports fans divided. And I guess people say, oh, if you're a diehard NASCAR fan, then you're going to watch. I'm a diehard NASCAR fan. However, I found myself wanting to know what was going on with the Formula One race. And there was, I was going back and forth, but there was a whole stretch where I was like, yeah, I have to make sure I'm watching to see exactly what Lewis Hamilton had to say after winning the championship. So I was gone from the NASCAR race for a prolonged period of time because I didn't want to flip the channels back and forth. And that's the same argument about the NFL season. Most sports fans are sports fans, so they watch more than one sport. And with the NASCAR season running into the thick of football season, I can tell you this. I can answer this question for Renee. If the NASCAR race is on and his Dallas Cowboys are on, you know which one he's going to watch. Without a doubt, he's going to watch the Cowboys. And to be honest, I found myself, even with the MLB, with the World Series, kind of wanting to watch the World Series. We had a game seven. Who doesn't watch a game seven of the World Series? But yeah, one other thing I do want to add how about my man, Tony Stewart? He said, line Joey and Denny Hamlin up and he'll beat both of them up. <laughs> did you see that or did you read it, Kenny?
0: I did. I watched the video quite a few times. It was so funny. That is the most on brand thing for Smoke. And you know what? I was thinking in my head, I said, I hope Tam sees this because I feel like even if I send it, she's going to be like, yeah, I seen that already. Of That's course. My guy. See, I already knew it. I didn't even have to send it. I just knew it by intuition.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Tony was funny because he's like, look, either fight or don't fight. But if you want to fight, he was like, line up and he'll beat both of them up. It was actually funny. And the thing that's crazy about it, when you watch the video, although you can say he was just talking crap just because he had got inducted into the, was it the Texas Sports Hall of Fame? Think that was yeah, what it was. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. But he was just, he didn't even crack a smile. He was, he looked dead serious. I mean, I know he was just joking. Cause I don't, I don't think he wanted it with Denny. The new Denny, I think is, you know, uh, I like the new Denny, but the old Denny, I don't think anybody wants it with the old Denny. Everybody can get it with Joey because Joey is not going to do anything except just pretend I'm still laughing. I I don't know if you guys can hear it through my voice, but I have a smile on my face thinking about Tony Stewart lining them up and whooping their butts. But I'm also I also have a smile on my face thinking about Denny Hamlin's impersonation of Joey Logano. (laughs) It cracks me up every time I think about it or see it because it was quite funny and it was so (laughs) accurate. But I still think I do a better a more accurate Joy Logano (laughs) impersonation, but I also thought that Denny was funny. It was. Okay. I don't know. What else can we talk about? It's that time of year where we love NASCAR, but it's been a grueling 30 plus weeks. So our enthusiasm is still there. Don't get us wrong, but we're like, yeah. Let's finish this episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, i I feel that it's it's um that time of the season, honestly. we're getting down to the nitty gritty, but I guess the only other thing I would make an argument for for at least now that we've got through Texas again is that just shows a place like Texas just shows me again why we need to shorten some races at some places. I think that race at about roughly four hundred miles is probably perfect for that place, I think, or. Even if you want to get crazy, you want to dip it to around 300 like Xfinity. I think it's like a perfect length versus a 500 mile race at Texas in the fall. But yeah, I think there's some places that just need to be shortened because the element of building a car to last four or 500 miles, these cars could probably roughly run 800 900 miles and not break like how they used to break. It's just a different era of reliability. And so I think this is another thing we need to think about moving forward. honestly, that's a hill I'm going to die on. I promise you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it could have easily been 200 laps. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. But 400 would have been perfect. And shout out to Daniel Suarez, who came in third. Daniel actually had his amigos at the track. And I think it was right at about... 1,500 people showed up for him, his little Daniel amigos. And he had a killer, when I say killer, he had a killer helmet. I love the, I don't know if you can say scheme, but I love the way his helmet was. And it would have been actually really cool if his car would have had a paint scheme like his helmet. But shout out to Daniel. And let's see what happens with Daniel because he's in deep negotiations with Stuart Haas racing to return. Will he return? Who knows? Oh, and Kurt Busch re-signed with his team. So we have two more years of Kurt Busch behind the wheel with Chip Ganassi, as well as Monster Energy. So that's pretty good. I wonder what's going to happen next year with the sponsorship. And at this point, we know that it will no longer be called the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. But I wonder if we'll still have the monster Energy NASCAR girls
0: I'm not sure how that's gonna work because I know obviously next year for sports fans especially those who um, partake o- over the pond with soccer they do a tiered sponsorship model and I think the NBA does too now at this point but now it's going to be you know different tiers and different levels and I think now it's also going to open the door a bit for teams to be able to work around other sponsorships cuz because at this point I believe it's going to open that door where you can have some conflicting sponsors quote unquote like it used to be a thing of Coke versus Pepsi for a long time obviously that was a big thing and it may become a thing that's prevalent once again with this whole this whole new thing but the most interesting thing out of all of that I think is the fact that Kirk signed 2 years because there's only two guys I think so far that have signed back that are on two-year deals. Everybody else has only signed about a one-year deal. So I'm thinking there's going to be more movement on the other side of the garage, not necessarily in the Ganassi area, unless um, Larson happens to leave, which has been talked about for the last two and a half years. But I think that's interesting. So maybe he's a real... Shoe in for the 2021 car, the next-gen car. I've heard some drivers say they've liked what they've seen so far, even though we are a long way, so to speak, on that car. But yeah, that's a interesting move by Ganassi to bring him back for two years because it was a, a talk that he may not come back. He may retire, but it was all dependent, and he had a solid year, so I guess it makes sense.
2: Ideally, I'm sure Stuart Haas would like to sign Larson as opposed to Daniel Suarez, but We'll see how that goes. It looks like Daniel will probably re-sign with Stuart Haas. What, how many more years does Eric Amarola have on his contract?
0: I don't think his deal is disclosed, but I know it's a multi-year deal, if I'm not mistaken, for him. So he's good for a little bit longer.
2: The reason why I asked is because Clint Boyer and Kevin Harvick are Tony Stewart type of guys, if that makes sense. Sure. I always kind of feel that Eric Amarola is a little displaced.
0: I can see where you can say that. They're very, if, if you look at the personalities of Harvick, Clint Boyer, and Suarez, and then there's just like Amarola. it It's not a knock on him. It's just what he, you know, who he is as a person. You know what I mean? It's not the same fire as the other three could probably give off that he could.
2: Yeah. Although he said that he was going to get with Kyle Bush. It wasn't over, so we'll see. We know
0: damn well that ain't happening.
2: Yeah, we know, especially not now. But, hey, Eric has nothing to lose. He's not in the playoffs, so we'll see.
0: He doesn't. No, he doesn't. That's true. I just don't see him doing
2: anything. Yeah, he's not going to do anything. No. It's just like Joy throwing air punches while somebody's (laughs) holding him back. He's not going to do anything. Well, that's that. For now, I guess we can... Go into our predictions. It's time for Tam and Renee's race predictions. Renee already told you who he had, which was Joey Logano and Denny Hamlin.
0: Kenny, who you got? All right. So we're going back to ISM for the second time this season. So this should be pretty interesting. And I think most of the, the top eight in the playoffs right now actually finished somewhere around the top 10. Most of them have done pretty well there. In the spring, and actually, my first pick is Kyle Bush, who won there in the spring. I think he may just punch his ticket to Homestead next weekend. So that'll be interesting to see him do that and be the third driver to get in officially. But my alternative pick will be Joey Logano. He's also done well there in the past and he did well in the spring, as a matter of fact. So I think I'm going to stick with those picks. I don't know about you, Tam. What are your picks?
2: Off the back, I'm going with Denny Hamlin for the win because he was my pick to win the championship this year and that 28th place finish at Texas kind of knocked him down because I think he was able to get in on points but now he has to win I mean at this point I feel like it's a win or and you're in no matter what for everybody but don't ask me because I haven't really digested the points and all that so I'm just gonna go with Denny Hamlin as my pick to win and my alternative, I want to pick Kyle Bush because I need Kyle Bush to get in. But I'm feeling like something's telling me to make a mental check for Larson. I don't know. Like, I'm just feeling like, I don't think Kyle Larson is ready to win the championship. But I'm feeling like he could possibly sneak in and get the last spot in the championship for so I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin as my pick to win. And reluctantly, I don't know if i that's not even a correct word because I, my mind is saying Kyle Busch. I don't think I'm a fan of Joy Logano for Phoenix at all. So if you guys were like, what is she talking about? Not really thinking about Joy Logano. So I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin as my pick to win at Phoenix as well as get in the championship four, and I'm going to pick Kyle Larson as my alternative to win at Phoenix. So those are my picks. Those are Kenny's picks. Renee already told you who he had. And yeah, this is usually Renee's job to close out the podcast, but I'm going to do it this week. And did I do it last week as well? I think so. That's two weeks in a row. Yeah,
0: you did. Right. (laughs) Make
2: sure to check us out on Facebook instagram and the twitter at turns no breaks you can find kenny on twitter at front row kenny you can find renee across the board i even think he's still on snapchat at it's renee garcia you can find tam as in me miss tam bam at i am sincerely tam and that is it for this week we will see you again next week on another episode of all turns no breaks We will be breaking down the championship four next week. And I guess it's been a minute. So we'll have a fan comment of the week as well as a whole bunch of other conversation. For me, Kenny, and Renee, that's a wrap.
0: See y'all. Championship four time. Let's go.
2: Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee.